Hello and welcome to Namaste with Renee. I am your host, Renee Marcoux, CEO of the iHeart Academy and president of the nonprofit Brady's Foundation. In this podcast, we talk about how to enhance your wellness and disrupt the limitation mindset so you can thrive with a healthy mind, body, and spirit. Hello and welcome to Namaste with Renee. I'm your host, Renee Marcoux. So thrilled to be here with you in this episode. I have somebody very lovely and so amazing to introduce you to. And I want to welcome her to the show. My new friend, Megan Doyle, she is an author of a book called Come Home, Finding Comfort in Who You Are. Mm, Just hearing that makes me feel all cozy. She is a certified yoga therapist who works with people who have found a lot of success in their life, but haven't really found their happiness, their joy, love, and contentment. She lives in San Diego in the United States with her amazing dog, Hazelnut, that I just met. And she has served veterans, entrepreneurs, and professionals in her career. And I'm so excited to welcome you to the show, Megan. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Renee. I'm so elated to meet you. It's such a joy. Thank you. And same to you. And I just love what you're doing in the world. I know you're such a heart-centered woman with a mission and I just am so excited to introduce you to my listeners oh thank you for seeing me it's so nice so nice (laughs) absolutely it's such a good feeling to be seen (laughs) I wish you just for a moment into that Mm, yes (laughs) I always say I'm like let's just marinate in this feeling so tell us how did you get started on your amazing journey to all these beautiful loving things that you have in your life and your business oh my gosh um wow well that's a that's a big question so let me be a little bit short okay <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess you know I could do the thing where it's like well it all started long ago but I'll be <laughs> time. <laughs> right. um, so, you know, I, I've always had this long, this urge to help out. I think my mom, my dad really directed me in that my mom was a nurse. My dad was just a really loving guy who introduced me to Buddhism when I was quite young. Um, not in any practical way, but he called me Buddha and he would poke my belly and then make me laugh. And I just thought it was crazy. And so, um, I became a lawyer actually before I was a yoga therapist and became a lawyer because I was one of those like I'm going to change this world I am going to do it it needs change you know I'm going to do it and so I went into law I became a social justice attorney I worked in prisons and jails I worked on behalf of people who were um, mentally ill a lot of dual diagnosis with drug addiction and it was good. It was an amazing experience. It was hard. And I was constantly on the edge of burnout. Um, I had an executive director at one of the organizations I worked for who said, do you think that you could teach some yoga to everybody? And at the time, I was really a little bit, I got to be honest, like put upon, like really? (laughs) And you also want me to teach yoga. Okay. 
And so, but yoga has been a, an important part of my life since I was about 13. And I sort of thought like, okay, yeah, you know, yes, I'll do that. I taught this class, Renee, and a couple of clients came. And it was, I, I was a good lawyer. Like I was pretty good. But when these clients did a little yoga, I saw them for the first time with just peace in their face. Like I had won for them before we had won. We had been successful in some cases, but they were content. They were happy. They just had a moment, just a glimpse, right? And it was in that glimpse that I realized I'm in the wrong place. Like this is not what I'm meant to do. I, I want to share that. I want to share the thing that makes people settle and find that lovely feeling and not the one that just has them keep coming back to fight and fight and fight. Right. So it was a huge leap of faith. My, I had a wonderful mentor who said, go make money in the law first. So I tried that for about three months and I was like, no, that's not for me. And so I left and I, I wandered around for a little bit of time. Like I wrote a lot. I studied massage. I studied a lot of yoga and, um, went to India, did good stuff, talked to a lot of people. And I, I sort of put it together. I found a teacher named Gary Kraftsau who was amazing for me. And um, I also worked with the Jessica Char family in India. And it was just so special. I came out the other end and, and having realized that, well, this is what I've been trying to do all along, just finding ways, finding techniques, really, finding a technology to help each individual that I meet find a little bit of peace, just still that constant chatter in the mind. And so I've been doing this now for about 15 years. And, and I just, I love it. Like every day is a beautiful day. Every experience with a, a student, a client is special. I never know what's going to happen, um, but I'm always so, I always feel so privileged that I get to be in connection with people who are looking and wanting to feel good. I, it's like this moment of, I don't know if you've ever been in a church service or been in a, like a celebration somewhere and you see somebody throw their hands up, right? And there's just that praise. And I just feel so enormously grateful in my life that I get to see people have that experience, you know, of, oh, I feel a little better. Yeah, so, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I could tell for sure that that is the driving force behind what you do, like yeah. really seeing that in your clients and witnessing their aha moments or those breakthroughs. And they just yeah. get to feel that sense of expansion. Yeah. Expansion. That's a lovely word for it. I really, I, somebody asked me a while ago, many years ago, like, well, what's your mission in life? And at the time, you know, it's so amazing to watch our own missions evolve, right? And, and for a long time, you know, I used to think like, well, my mission is to change, right? And then I realized that was sort of when I was aware, my, my mission is to change things. And then it started to expand into, well, what, but how, how change things, right? Because change is always happening and I'm not the controller of that. And so then it started to turn into, well, I'm going to change by caring, right? And so then it was like, okay, my mission is to care. And it was so fascinating. Then it turned in one 
day, and I remember this day, I was sitting with somebody and, um, you know, we learn so much from the people that we get to work with. They're, I always tell them like, you're my student, you're my teacher, right? You're telling me everything that I sort of need to learn. Mm -hmm. um, this woman said, it's just really nice to feel loved. And I thought, oh, I think that's actually my mission. It's just to love. And, and that's really become the, the greatest expansion, right? And, and it's turned into a little bit of like, okay, well, to love without condition. I'm going to continue to learn how to love without condition. And it's, it's not always easy. And I think it's important to acknowledge, like, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. It's hard. There are definitely times when my little fire rises up and goes, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I want to love right now, you know, but then like, wait a minute, that's on me. That's my little obstacle, you know? Um, so very nice to just uh, be able to share a mission and, and to feel that, yeah, that purpose. We all have it, right? We all have that purpose. We do. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's such an important topic now, like, especially as we're shifting and changing into some new dimensions and people are looking for more heart-centered mentors to help them get to new levels. And, uh, you know, just even when I started yoga, just in yoga, the whole yoga field, if you will, like back when I was a teen, the classes were like next to empty, you know, and now like I became a yoga certified um, instructor as well back in 2018. Mm -hmm. And even just seeing those classes like completely full and teaching all different, you know, people who are in different walks of life, like at different points of life and watching what yoga and heart-centered connection connectedness can really do for people, even sometimes if they don't necessarily want to show that it's, if that it is transforming them or that they are willing to express their emotions, like you can see that people will just even comment, oh, I just feel lighter, you know, and we know what that means, right? And it's like, if it's new, you know, a uh, new feeling or something for somebody, they know we still have this practice or this opportunity to go in and, and tap into the well of emotions that are within us. And yeah, and, and I love that you brought that up too, that it's, um, you know, so often individuals, we look outside of ourselves for the emotion, like how you said, it's not about, um, like when that, that, um, sense comes up within you, the fire you said, like comes up and you're like, oh, but I really don't want to react like with love right now or something. Right. And, and we all have those, those places too, which can be great mirrors for us as well, but it's also too a great reminder to know that we are the only ones who are in charge of our emotions. So we can fuel the fire or we can send a ton of love and light. You know, it's like always, however we perceive certain situations and, and all of that beauty. Moment that be by moment. Yeah. Moment yeah. by moment, my dear. Moment by moment, right? Like, okay. <laughs> fire right now. Is this fire coming out hot or is this fire coming out? It's pretty light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. I'm so curious about your um, certification in yoga therapy. Will you share with us about that? Yeah, of course. And I, yeah, I was listening to you talk about, you know, yoga classes being filled. And I think this is one of those amazing um, 
realities. We are evolving, you know, we're shifting. There's been so much hardship. There's always hardship, but we're in a place now where we're actually able to communicate with each other about yes. all this hardship so exactly. quickly and, and maybe become a little bit like overly addicted to hearing a lot of the bad news, but in some ways, right? Beautiful. It's a gateway. We hear all of this bad news. We're so in it that there's some light in us that says we must lift ourselves up out of this. And I feel like that's such a big um, catalyst for this evolution that's going on. Yeah. So yoga therapy, I had to tell you, when, when I decided to leave the law, I talked to a friend who had been a, a yoga teacher of teachers. And I said to him, you know, I've been doing yoga since I was 13. I've been teaching yoga since I was 22. I don't want to just train in teaching yoga classes. I mean, I, I've done that and I, I know how to do that. What is it when, what's it called when you work with people more deeply? And, and this guy was so wonderful. He said, I don't know, but I think you're talking about yoga therapy. And at the moment I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And yeah. so this was in like 2012, I think. And he had, so this particular guy had come across somebody when he was in Bali and he, that person had mentioned Gary Kraftsau, who was my teacher. I looked up Gary Kraftsau, I was very interested in him. And it turned out that he had had, um, he had trained with Krishna Macharya and Desikachar in India. And I used to train in Ashtanga yoga with Patabi Joyce in India. And so Patabi Joyce was also trained by Krishna Macharya. I thought, okay, great. This is the same lineage, right? This is the same, same. I'm going to check this guy out. He, um, he teaches a yoga therapy program. There's quite a number of yoga therapy programs now, but the idea of it really is what the original intention of, of yoga is. So yoga is from the yoga sutra, right? And it, it means yoga is to still that chatter in our mind. We all get so taken by it and we actually think it's us. We think like, oh, I don't have any attention because it's so loud in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't actually focus. It's so loud in there. Yeah, but that's everybody. You know, that's all of us. We all share this occasional dysfunction and it occasionally turns into a normality for all of us right but we all have the capacity to still those voices now that's where yoga comes in and it's work right and so yoga therapy is recognizing that for each person that comes along there's preconditioning there's the conditioning that they've gone through since the time they were born or in the womb and if you're inclined to think this way, which you don't have to be, but from previous lives, right, from other incarnations, from other experiences, even in their own family karma, right, their own bloodline or their own soul line, there's all of these conditions and experiences. And so while a class is so wonderful because it brings people together and we get to breathe together and move together, a yoga therapy approach is generally a little bit more idiosyncratic, right? It's a little more individual. Like you come and we're going to sit together and we're going to see what is the gateway. Are you a body oriented person? We're going to go that way. We're going to look at other dimensions like the mind and the personality. 
and its construct, all of the different roles that perhaps you've played in life, and maybe some of the roles that you've exiled because uh, I don't want to think about that role that I used to play, right? But we're going to start to invite those in because they're power. And when they're exiled, we don't get to hold their power. Mm -hmm. And so we invite them back in. And as we start to create this more whole being, that's healing. Mm -hmm. And I think of it like, this is why I called my book, Come Home, right? We're creating this beautiful home. We want to heal all of our parts because it's our soul that lives in here. Mm -hmm. And so in yoga therapy, that's generally the purpose. We want to get to the place where we can be quiet at home. Mm. listening to that still small voice of the soul that really is giving us the guidance to love to be compassionate to be forgiving to be joyful right it's just inherent in us but we can all get it right if my body hurts then it's really darn hard for me to sit there and be like I'm compassionate I'm so joyful <laughs> you know it becomes a bit of a falsehood right and if my mind is going bonkers with um, all sorts of habitual thinking, like, how am I ever going to get through this? I never, nothing ever turns out right for me. Oh my gosh, I don't know who I am. All of that. Well, then, yeah, it's going to be really hard to sit quietly and feel forgiving, you know, and to feel like, oh, it's okay. I'm so grateful for what I have. That's hard. That's hard. And so yoga therapy is really, um, I look at it as, finding tools in collaboration with the people that I work with that will help them to become whole so they can hear their own still small voice of their soul. Mm -hmm. It's not about me being the person who's going to give them the answer. It's about them knowing who they are because they are the answer for their existence. It's them. And that aha moment when they realize like, oh, I'm the divine. Oh, that's special. Mm, definitely. And do you see that you do this in multiple sessions with people? Like, is it something they come back to fine tune and really learn how to go deeper with that still small voice? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I want to say, I do work in groups too, therapeutic groups, and we'll work on certain topics. Like we'll work on low back pain. Great. We can do that together. But then we'll also work on grief. That's one of my favorite things to work with is grief. Um, and especially in Sangha, when we work in community with grief, we start to understand how to build our strength again. And usually when I do workshops, it'll last, it'll be, you know, maybe three to four weeks. And then folks will continue on maybe individually. When I work individually with folks, I usually ask that we do like four or five sessions together to get the get the lay of the land mm -hmm. and it's I, I always look at it it's a journey you know we got to go out and we got to collect the pieces that are missing and bring them home we got to bring it all home and then we got to be willing to go home ourselves and look at how we want to put it all together mm -hmm. so I have some folks that you know have worked with me for many years I have some folks who fly in from Europe and we have a session every six months and then they cruise back. And so it just depends. It's always idiosyncratic, right? It's as yeah. unique as the person in front of me. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh my goodness. I love hearing this. It reminds me so much of coaching in a way, which is what I do. And, yeah. you know, when you're in session with your clients, are you 
are you practicing yoga in different poses as well? Or is it more like face to face, like heart to heart? You know, is it like that? Right. I mean, it, it depends, right? Again, it always depends. That's what my teacher used to always say. It was a very unsatisfying answer. <laughs> but it depends, right? So like a great example is I had somebody come the other day and she had excruciating neck pain. And so it's really hard to be in session with somebody when she has excruciating neck pain. She's not interested in going deeper into an issue that's been kind of plaguing her heart for a little bit of time. No, she's concerned about her neck pain. So we might do a few poses and they're gentle, you know, and they'll be very um, appropriately chosen to allow relaxation, to allow greater stability. Mm -hmm. Every session will include some breathing. So we'll do pranayama in every session. Every session will include visualization or some meditation. Um, depending on the person, we may do a little chanting, depending on the person, we may do a little bit of yoga nidra, depending on the person, we may just talk, right? And so, um, and then of course, I have a few people with whom we just, we pray, you know, and it's, um, and it's so special, and it's so special. Yeah. All of it is special, but there are definitely those times when people find that place where it can be very quiet together. And then we're just sort of in a, we're just in a place of worship together. That sounds amazing. I know for sure that next time I make it out to San Diego, I'm coming to one of your classes. Oh, I'd love it. I will be there. You could always join me on Zoom, my dear. Oh, true. Okay, so you have your Zoom channel up. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. On Fridays, we do a really lovely, I don't I don't call it a therapeutic yoga class, so because I like to be a little subversive sometimes, but it's a um, I call it loving yoga. And we in every Friday class, we learn some of the techniques to bring home and put into our toolbox to help heal ourselves, right? And so we've done, we just spent about five weeks learning how to do meta meditation, loving kindness, and how to channel that light first towards ourselves and then towards our loved ones. And then that very ambitious, challenging part of sending it out to those with whom we may not always feel awesome. <laughs> so we did that. And uh, we just started moving into some new terrain on learning how to do appropriate breath work for your condition. So being able to read your energy a little bit oh. um, so that you can settle yourself or lift yourself up to have the stimulation mm -hmm. to be attentive and focused. Mm, amazing you oh my goodness I'm just thinking like wow it would be like a spa weekend to come and like experience all the beautiful work that you do is this what got you into writing your new book oh um yes you know the book was really inspired by my work with veterans I had this amazing opportunity for four years to teach veterans of the U.S. military how to teach yoga. Wow. And the coolest thing about it was it was covered by their GI Bill. And I've, I mean, it was so fun. <laughs> it was just, it was hard, but it was also so fun. Most of the folks, when they first started, the first cohort, 
they were into it. But a lot of the folks, they had no idea what they were getting themselves into. They just knew covered by the GI Bill. They had studied to be personal trainers. They thought that this might be something to add on. And plus they get a subsidy. And so let's do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they start to learn yoga. And a lot of these, I mean, these are like, some of these guys were big. Some of them were professional bodybuilders. Most of them were athletes. Everyone was injured. Everyone had some trauma, obviously. And it was just amazing to see, one, the camaraderie, the support of all of these men and women for each other in the healing process. I was always so just enormously honored to be in the presence of that. So much love and support for each other. Mm. But then also to see sometimes the depths of the despair, you know, they had given a lot of their lives to do something that felt very important. And on return, life was hard. Life was hard in the military, but life was hard getting out too. And, you know, here in San Diego, we have a big veteran population. And, um, and unfortunately, some of these men and women come out and they're given medication for the trauma. They're given medication for their despair. Mm. That's not going to do it. That's mm. not going to do it. It's just a Band-Aid. And so some of these men and women would talk to me about their medicine cabinet, just filled with prescriptions. And they were still crying at night, unable to sleep, really challenged um, by what they had seen, the people who they'd lost, the, the family members that they'd lost in some circumstances. And then, you know, plague upon plague, they get out and other people get out and sometimes then there's suicide because they're out and they don't know what to do. Right. And so I realized like what I'm doing in this class, what this class is doing with each other, what this class is allowing an opportunity for is a safe place to come home. Let's come home. Mm -hmm. Let's come home and be together and share love with each other and recognize that we support each other. And it's okay to cry about desperate situations and it's okay to have anger about things that you couldn't control and it's beautiful to learn how to do the work yourself instead of outsourcing it to anyone else Mm -hmm. learn how to do the work yourself so that then you can help lift up those around you as well and so these men and women just inspired me they just inspired me and um, I would watch them take their yoga to teach in their children's schools, to teach at their church. Um, I had people that would say, I don't want to learn this yoga. It's the devil. I don't know what this is, right? On the first day in they're they're teaching in their church. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You found your way, right? Um, So amazing. They teach it to their clients. They teach it to their families. One older, uh, one retired Navy guy had three kids And when he first came in, these kids, all teenagers, all basketball players were like, oh my God, dad, what are you doing? Totally thought he was hilarious for doing this. And by the end of the six months that we had together, he was teaching the basketball team yoga and the boys were coming to class with him to learn more yoga. Oh my gosh. Just amazing. Yeah. So I wrote that book really to 
put on paper what was happening in that class to make it available as a structure, as a framework. It's like engineering for ourselves, right? So it has a lot of questions. I mean, I think of the book itself as a really long love letter to anybody who's ready to hear it. Like, I love you, I love you, I love you. But I, I also created, I think, a framework to say like, look, here's the questions you have to be willing to ask and they're not gonna be easy. You have to ask questions about what's the condition of my body? What's the condition of my energy? And how do I feel that? What's the condition of my mind? And can I actually separate myself enough to feel the mind as an instrument rather than as a controlling force? And what's the condition of my personality? Do I do I like it? Do I know how to love it? Am I friends with my personality? And do I put my personality first? Or do I know how to sometimes let my personality settle back so that my spirit can come forward and lead the way a little bit, give me some guidance? Um, So it definitely isn't a book that gives answers, but it does ask a lot of questions. And And I think the other thing that's lovely about it is something that I saw among the veterans is, you know, yoga is a beautiful tradition, but the word itself means union. And so when I think of yoga, I think of, you know, it means to yoke, we're we're harnessing ourselves to the work that must be done. And so when I think of yoga, I think we can't just look to the traditions of India. They are beautiful. But we can also remember, I mean, I was born in the States in this body for a reason. I'm a white woman and I'm in San Diego and I'm meant to serve for a reason. And so we have to look to our own origins. You know, what was the faith I came into and how do I recognize that there's wisdom there? And what's some of the training that I had in law? how do I apply some of that wisdom too? And that's the true yoga when we're willing to say there's wisdom from so many traditions, American tradition, the European philosophical tradition, the Gnostics, you know, there's so much beautiful, beautiful wisdom out there. And when we bring it together, well, we just have this wealth of human resources that we can draw from, right? And so the book, also offers that some sort of look it's not just from India although they did a really good job of systematizing it but Mm. we have a really beautiful fountain from all cultures that we can draw from that you know people who have been passing their candlelight along one after another yes oh I love that that is so amazing I can't wait to check out your book thank you (laughs) we have it with you to show to the camera? I have it here. Well, this is my author copy. So it has a little bit of a thing. This is where all my notes are, things oh, that I change. <laughs> but this is my book. Um, it's called Come Home, Finding Comfort in Who You Are. And I think it's so pretty. Yes, it's gorgeous. And Thank where can you. people find it? Um, so it is available on Amazon. So you can find it on Amazon and it will ship out from there. Um, and I also have some on my website. I have some available. And for your listeners, I'd love to offer a discount if you pick it up at my website, knowthyselfyoga.com. Okay. Um, books. You can get it for a discount. And uh, what did we say the discount code was? Renee 20. 
Yeah, Renee 20. So if you enter that in, you'll get it for cheaper. <laughs> Amazing. And tell us what the website is again. KnowThyselfYoga.com. Mm, beautiful. And everybody who's listening, you have to check out her website. It's literally beautiful. I felt like when I went on it, I was going on a journey. So you're going to love it. So definitely make sure to go to knowthyselfyoga.com and reserve your own special copy of this book. As you can tell, Megan is so passionate and so empowered as she shares this book and her message, this divine light message that she has for each and every single person who chooses to be a reader. And um, wow, I mean, I could continue on like for hours just listening to you and hearing your beautiful stories. Um, and and I just, you know, I, I appreciate you so much for being here on Namaste with Renee. Um, and I also know too, I would love for you to share your Instagram handle as well. Cause I know that's where you and I originally linked up and what was, what's your Instagram yeah. handle? It's know thyself yoga. Well, that's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, she really is such a beautiful, loving light. And ever since you had written to me about being on Namaste with Renee, I've just, Every interaction we've had has always been so loving and so unique and genuine. And I just appreciate you for that in my life. And I appreciate what you're doing for the masses, Megan. It's really powerful work that you're doing. And I know just being in your space and co-collaborating co co with you, co-creating today has been really soothing for me. So thank you again so, so much for being here and sharing your beautiful story. Oh, thank you, Renee. I'm so delighted that um, I have a new friend over in Florida. So. That's great. <laughs> and thank you for your kind words and your open heart. I'm so willing. I'm so happy that you were willing to chat with me. Thank you so much. And right back to you. So I always close off the episode with saying the light in me honors the light within each and every single one of you, all the beautiful listeners around the globe. And to you, Megan, again, for being here. Thank you so much. It has been a divine pleasure and an honor to have you in my space today. Namaste. Sorry, my dear. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.